Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, y'all? Back to another week of the Food John Podcast with your boy P. This week's episode is going to be extremely interesting because it's a solo show. My co-host, my brother Mills, is otherwise engaged, busy, not actually engaged. But I told him, don't worry about it, bro. I got you. I'm going to hold you down. Because like I said before, if we aren't anything, we are very consistent. Now, this isn't going to be a long show. I'm going to be in and out like a robbery. But I felt the need to give you guys content because we have some very loyal followers, listeners, subscribers. And who are we to neglect you all from what you look forward to every Saturday? So for that, I want to say thank you. I appreciate it. Mills, he appreciates it. And maybe, just maybe, because of our scheduling issues, maybe this week we'll lace you guys with two episodes that way, it's kind of like the, the, the get back for not being able to give you what we truly are supposed to give you. But with that being said, let's get right into it. So, I did not have anything noteworthy to eat this week because I myself was extremely busy as well. And for everybody that's listening to the show, I'm trying my very hardest to be healthier. So... With that being said, I'm doing my due diligence and I'm trying to stay the course that does not always happen, but it happens more than it doesn't. So for me, that's a victory in itself because I used to be terrible at this working around food my entire adult life. My self-control was at a negative two and I would always tell myself the same lie over and over again that this is it. I'm going to start fresh tomorrow. You know how many tomorrows I've had? I can only imagine how many tomorrows other people have had, but I've had more tomorrows than I can count. And me trying to kick this disease, there can't be any more tomorrows because tomorrow with this disease is not guaranteed. So I have to keep that in the back of my mind. And for the few people that have actually reached out to me to give me encouragement and um, just say a bunch of nice things, hearing what I spoke about a couple weeks ago, that means the world. And for those people, I would like to say a special thank you. Please do not be afraid to DM us, email us, reach out to us, whatever the case may be. Questions, concerns, things that we're doing great, things that we aren't doing great at. Any and all feedback is very much appreciated. We cannot stress that enough. So for the ones that have been reaching out, continue. For the ones that haven't, go ahead. What you waiting for? And um, our information is the same. It has not changed. Instagram page, 
The Food Joan Podcast, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-J-A-W-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The Food Joan Podcast. So, let's get right back into the show. I have a, not a special, but a unique Tales from the Kitchen this week. Because I don't know too many people that have gone through this kind of transition. But if you have, I know your growing pains were exponential because I know mine's were. So this takes me back to the nursing home and we were switching companies. We never had the kind of kitchen where we prepared all of the residents' meals in-house. They always came from our sister facility. We just did the cafeteria and other small little things within the nursing home. But the residence food was outsourced. So when we switched companies, the little machines that the food would go in to warm the food up, they took their machines back, and rightfully so. So we got ovens, and we put them on the four floors, little staging kitchen areas, and it was definitely a pain in the ass and a labor of love at the same time. And we did not love it. So just to give you guys some context, the food would come in and breakfast for the next day would come in the day before. The breakfast would be stored upstairs on the floors in the ovens because the oven side acted as a refrigerator as well. It would keep things cold until you actually turn the oven on. And it was like playing Russian roulette every day because if there was a power surge or the power went out for whatever reason or something happened and that oven kicked off, everything in there is no longer refrigerated throughout the course of the evening. So then what do you do? And that has happened once or twice. But for this story, we were just getting into the new groove of our new jobs. And I had to work breakfast one morning. So I came upstairs, brought all my stuff upstairs, my milks, my juices, Coffee, coffee mugs, oatmeal bowls, like, you know, the whole nine yards, everything I needed to do my job. Turned the oven on, went back downstairs to the kitchen. Lo and behold, my oven turned off. When I came back upstairs to serve breakfast, all of the food was ice cold. You can imagine how irate I was. Turned it on again. Now the entire day is effed up because everything is late. Breakfast started 40 minutes late, which means the nursing staff is pissed at me because of the oven malfunction. I'll take that. What can I do? So everything's late. Lunch, late. Clean up after breakfast. Clean up after lunch, late. Our shift was from 6.30 to 3. I did not leave work that day until almost 4.30. That day was one of the days that I wish I could have got back. Because it just goes to show 
almost how perfect things would have to go on a daily basis in order for people to leave on time because we really were swimming in the deep end with no life preservers. Things weren't a disaster every day, but when they were, it was, yeah, it was a clusterfuck. So we got through it. Eventually we mastered it and and we didn't have too many of those situations. But again, like I said, like we're working in an imperfect world with an imperfect system. So things are bound to happen. But I could not get into management any faster because that that was for the birds. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. But that's my tales this week. Um, just something, you know, along those lines of food service and not knowing how things are going to go. Now, any listeners, if you ever worked in a situation like that, please, I would love to hear your stories. I would love to hear how you dealt with it, how you didn't deal with it, what went wrong, the ups and downs, the good and the bad, because I can only imagine somebody else's story. But yeah, please do not hesitate to share. Now, I have a topic. But it's not too exciting, but it's not too boring. So I it's, it's mostly questions that I have for you guys. And then, like I said, hopefully somebody will be brave enough to answer. But the topic I would like to discuss is outside dining in the city of Philadelphia. Now, I keep it local because, again, we're from the city. This is the town we live in. And I don't know how other cities and states govern their outside dining. So this is just particular to us. Now, if everybody remembers during the pandemic, when the world stopped spinning, restaurants built outside dining areas for their customers. That way they can stay open. They can make a profit. What a lot of people didn't realize or failed to pay attention to is when the world started spinning again and things kind of got back to normal, if you didn't already have a permit or you didn't get a permit during the pandemic for your outside dining, you had to take all of it down because it was illegal. But the what people did to ensure that their businesses were able to stay open and they were able to provide their customers with outside dining was incredible. It just went to show how when your back is against the wall, what you're capable of accomplishing in those moments where you don't know how you're going to make it or what you're going to do. And I applaud all of the business owners that jumped into the deep end and said, I'm not going to close my doors. I'm going to do what I have to do. And they did what they had to do. And it was incredible. So kudos to every single, excuse me. So kudos to every single person 
that went out and made it happen. But I'm curious as to how people responded to you don't have a permit, so you can't do this anymore. What did they do? Because I'm pretty sure that one, those permits weren't cheap. Two, if your outside dining boomed more than your inside dining, do you gamble on that? Do you say, hey, I'm not going to take this down. I'm making great money. Y'all just have to come back and shut me down. Because then at that point, I feel like you're being selfish because you're no longer worrying about your staff. You're worrying about yourself. So what's your thoughts on that? Also, for the people that did have their permits and nothing ever ceased getting ready to reopen your outside dining because this is the time of the year that we're in, how do people go about creating for that? And what I mean is I worked at a place where their outside dining menu was slightly different than your inside and that is one of the keys that helped this place in particular attract customers to come and want to eat outside of the venue because they knew that I can get something exclusive that I like without having to ever step foot inside of the building that's very niche to me and I think it's extremely creative. And don't get me wrong, it's not an entire menu. It was three, maybe four items that were exclusive to outside dining. Again, like I said, I think that's genius. But have any of you guys ever been someplace where your outside dining experience was so good that it made you not want to go inside? Or it could have been the reverse. Your outside dining experience was so terrible that you won't go back. And I think a lot of times, if it was terrible, it didn't have anything to do with the restaurant. It was maybe you were being disturbed by a a homeless person. It could have been a fight. It just could have been too loud, too noisy, bugs, whatever the case may be. A lot of factors going to outside dining. So please, again, like I said, please do not be, uh, don't hesitate to share because I love to hear what you guys have to say. And I'm sure Mills would love to hear it as well. Again, shout out my bro Mills. We're going to link up soon. We're going to do what we got to do and uh, continue to give our subscribers, our followers, our listeners, everything that they deserve. Now, with that being said... I would like to lastly segue into my motivational. And this week for my motivational mic drop, I would just like to tell everybody to take things one day at a time. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, that's all we can do anyway, which is true. But what I really mean is, really, just take everything one day at a time. That promotion that you've been praying for, that you deserve, trust me, keep the faith, it's coming. That relationship 
that may have been on the rocks for whatever reason or another. If you're trusting in God and you're putting the work in and your partner is also putting the work in, trust me when I say it's a slow process, but you want it to be a, a slow process because things have to happen organically. You cannot force things. Just let it happen. I know people are used to overnight instant gratification, instant validation, whatever the case may be. But sometimes you just have to take your foot off the gas, coast for a little bit, and just let things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. Good things are coming. Good things are on the horizon. Good things are around the corner. Just keep pushing. Keep doing what you have to do. Keep doing your due diligence. Keep the effort on a beam. Keep driving the needle forward. When you feel like giving up, do not give up. That's when you double down. Because you have to, one, bet on yourself, but you also, more importantly, have to believe that you are able to attain everything that you're setting your mind to attain. Fuck the naysayers. Forget the people who have previously failed before you and they don't want you to succeed where they failed. So they just throw a bunch of negative energy your way. Nah, brush it off your shoulders. Keep doing what you have to do for yourself and just take things one day at a time. Again, I apologize for this uh, show being so short, but it's very, very different trying to hold it down by yourself than when you have your co-host with you. But again, like I said, numerous times, I cannot, I will not let a week go by without giving you guys something. So enjoy your weekend. To all of the mothers, please have a safe and very blessed Mother's Day weekend. I hope all of you get everything you deserve and more and until next week be safe enjoy the weather peace